Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We're not like a Christian half of the day. And when God opened an opportunity, I witness. No, I'm a witness 24-7. My life is to represent Him. And that's what He meant. Go into all the world and you will be witnesses. You won't witness. You will be witness. That's why they said to Peter and John, Who have you been with? Why are you doing what power? Whose name? Why is your life changed? Not what just words came out of your mouth. Have you ever worked for someone who claimed to be a Christian, being sure to let you know that they went to church last weekend but would cut corners and cheat at work, claiming that they had to do that to stay competitive? It probably was disappointing and frustrating for you. Pastor Mark will be teaching today that Christ sent the disciples out to show people that knowing God had made big changes in their lives. You'll learn that Christianity is about walking the walk, not just talking the talk. You'll be reminded that the main reason you're here is to make God look good. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 14 as he continues his message, Under His Influence, Emptied and Filled. As I was there and I was studying, God kind of put this thought in my mind. What were the 120 people doing in the upper room? And I never really thought of that before. And out of that came these five things that I just wrote. They just came to my mind and I wrote all five down. Really, out of these, number five was the big one with me, being emptied of self. I'd never really thought of it that way before. Well, I got up Tuesday, and there had been an email from one of you, one of you ladies. It had come on Monday late, and I didn't read it till Tuesday morning. I got up and read it, and she said, Pastor Mark, because of you teaching, I was reminded of a song that I used to sing in camp many years ago, and I was impressed to email you the song and the words. And so I opened the email. In the name of the song, this is pretty spiritual now, get ready. The name of the song was the Ketchup Song, written in 1966. I never heard of it. And I went, what, am I, the Ketchup Song? Let me read you the Ketchup Song. God, I'm like a bottle of ketchup with the slow pouring blues. In the race to come empty, you know I don't want to lose. Here's the chorus. So pick me up. Take off my cap, Lord. Won't you turn me upside down? Just think of a ketchup bottle. Won't you turn me upside down? Take your hand and whack me on my backside, Lord. 
and pour me on the ground. Because I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be useful and free, but I can't be filled with your spirit till I'm emptied of me. Verse 2. God, I'm like a jar of molasses on a January night. Though you try to remove me, I'm holding on too tight. The next verse. God, I'm like a thick, rich milkshake with a skinny little straw through which you're trying to extract me, but I won't come out at all. So pick me up and take off my cap, Lord, and won't you turn me upside down and take your hand and whack me on my backside, Lord, and pour me on the ground, because I want to be filled with your Spirit. I want to be useful and free. But I can't be filled with your spirit till I'm emptied of me. Now, let me ask you a question. We're talking about coming under his influence. Would you say that that song she sent me was a coincidence? Not at all. In fact, I went into the other room. My wife is there. And I said, look at this confirmation. God impressed on me. We have to be emptied of self and we have to be filled with him. So I had the title on Monday. Emptied and filled. And I said, look at this confirmation. She thought God said to send it to me. She did. And I'm thinking, catch it, song. And it was perfect. And as I'm talking to my wife, I'll be in Singapore with my wife. And we're going to be teaching this series, actually, at the Calvary Chapel of Singapore. And then we're both going to Hong Kong. And I'll be teaching at the missions conference for all of the Asian missionaries. And my wife's going to be teaching. So I was helping her with, a, with part of her teaching. And uh, I, I pulled a book off the shelf that I haven't looked at for 15 years. And I opened it. And it was F, by F.B. Meyer. I already read you the quote. And I opened the book, just opened it like this. And I was going to look for the chapter she was in. She was in chapter 17. But it opened to this. And here's what the headline was in this book that I haven't looked at in 15 years. This was Tuesday morning. F.B. Meyer says this. God cannot fill us if we're already filled. Hello? Now, that was for me. But what I get from God... Just turn to your neighbor and say, oh, it's for me too. Just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Is it? Absolutely. It's not just for me, it's for you. So what God's trying to say to us this morning is this. If I want to be filled, I have to empty myself of me. What has to really happen? Do I have to really turn upside down? (laughs) We'll see how it happens. As I thought about that, I said, God... Amazing to me, if you're going to empty me, and I believe that was what's happening in the upper room, what do you want to fill me with? Here's what you want God to fill you with. Jesus, fill me with power and love and zeal. Another word would be passion. All of those are from God. God's power, God's love, God's zeal and passion. And then boldness. Boldness, not to witness, but to be a witness. It's a very different thing. We're not like a Christian half of the day, and we got an opportunity, I witness. No, I'm a witness 24-7. 
My life is to represent him. And that's what he meant. Go into all the world and you will be witnesses. You won't witness. You will be witnesses. That's why they said to Peter and John, who you been with? Why are you doing what power? Whose name? Why is your life changed? Not what just words came out of your mouth. Well, let's see what happens. Go to Acts chapter 2. You're close by. After these 10 days, what happens? Verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. So now we've been there 10 days. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting down. Right here. All of them. Not one standing. They're sitting. What happened? And they saw what seemed to be Tongues of fire that separated and came to rest. Here's the key on, that's the P, on each of them. Did they already have the Holy Spirit in them? Say yes. Absolutely, they already had the Holy Spirit in them. That happened on John 20, 22, when Jesus said, Receive the Holy Spirit. But then he says, you're not ready yet. There's a third experience. It's the empowering of the Spirit. Notice, it was to rest on each of them. Now, this is very significant. For those of you that know Old Testament, the Holy Spirit did come on people in the Old Testament and empower them for special things. But very few people, and only for a short period of time. This is a brand new day. Every single follower of Christ can be empowered with the Spirit. This is all new. Now notice, tongues of fire. What does fire do? Fire purifies. You see, John the Baptist had said about Jesus, he will come and he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. That would happen. That's that purification process that had been completed. The old sin nature... Still in there, but they were no longer carnal. They were into self. As a result of the Holy Spirit coming on them, what happened? Look at verse 4. This is what Jesus was waiting for. And how many of them were filled? Every single one. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So what happened? All 120 of those people in that upper room who had the Holy Spirit in them were now filled, overflowing, added dimension, dynamic power of God, ready to go and change their world. While while they're speaking in tongues, look what happens. Now, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. The reason we know that, they're there for that celebration. And every nation under heaven, they, they have all kinds of languages. And when they heard this sound, God opened the door. He was making an opportunity. You'll see why in a moment. A crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they said to each other, wait a minute, these are people from Galilee. How do they know my language from Rome? How do they know my language from Turkey? The Jewish crowd was shocked because... They didn't know the language. That was a a gift that God gave them. And notice, they were speaking the praises of God. They weren't teaching a lesson. They were talking about how wonderful God is. So this was something supernatural that they had. We'll see that it happens two or three other times in the book of Acts. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But they were praising God. And this person over here could hear 
those words from people he knew didn't know his language. That would get your attention, wouldn't it? They didn't go through a little Berlitz course and then do it. This was something God was orchestrating. Well, this huge crowd kind of had a mixed reaction. Some of them immediately went, yeah, 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 they're drunk. They've been on the wine already too early. Nine o'clock in the morning, here they go. Other people go, well, no, that's not it. But I, I, don't, I don't understand what this is. Well, look at verse 14. Peter stands and he, and he goes to the Old Testament. But notice what he says. Then Peter stood up with the eleven. He raised his voice. By the way, now he's speaking in the language all of them know. One single language. And he addressed the crowd, fellow Jews. And all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. Then Peter went through and did all of this. Is this the same Peter that 50 days before? When asked if he knew Jesus, denied him three times? Is this the same Peter? Absolutely it is. What is the difference between this Peter and the Peter 50 days ago? The difference is that he was now emptied of Peter and filled with who? And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there will be boldness in your talk. Write this next note down and you can write Peter, but I prefer you to put your own name in it. What is the difference between before and after? Peter is now under the influence of the Holy Spirit and not under the influence of Peter. That's what makes the difference. This empowering of the Spirit, it has to happen many times in our life. This emptying of myself and being filled is a daily process, sometimes more than that. And the reason is because we leak. Spiritually, we leak. Easily, we revert back to the old mark. So we're going to learn how to be Refilled and continually refilled, and how to kind of plug us up so we don't leak. Well, if we're going to make a difference in our world, we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to live under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Understand this, that after being baptized in the, in the Holy Spirit, these 120 people were never the same again ever. And in 20 years, they turned their world upside down. Once we're filled and continue to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, like them, it will change our lives forever. Well, Peter began a tremendous sermon. Look down in verse 21. Notice what he says to these Jews. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You see, Peter is boldly sharing the news to the Jews. Why do I say he... That doesn't look like a too bold of a statement. Well, it is. Because in between, Peter said this to the Jewish people. The Messiah that God sent was Jesus. You crucified him. The Messiah you've been looking at for hundreds of years, you crucified him. But he says... You can still be 
Even though you killed him, you can still be forgiven. You can still be saved. You can still have eternal life. Well, as they begin to process that in their mind, look what happened in verse 37. And when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the other apostles, it's a group deal now, brothers, what should we do? You see, before being filled with the Spirit, Peter would just swing his sword everywhere. Cut off the ear, open his mouth, do whatever. But now filled with the Spirit, and no longer Peter, he is under the influence of the Spirit, and he's wielding the sword, the Word of God, powerfully. These were not the words of Peter that cut the heart. This was the same Holy Spirit that was in him and overflowed him. It was alongside these believers saying, listen to this man, Peter. You can be forgiven even of killing Jesus. And the Holy Spirit was convicting their heart. So they said, we don't know what to do. How do we get rid of our guilt and our sin? Look at verse 38. And Peter replied, repent. And be baptized in water. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Man's greatest need is to have his sins forgiven. And then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter says, all of you can be forgiven because Jesus has died on the cross. And the solution is there. But you individually have to choose to be forgiven. Well, how did that work? Notice they had to repent. Repent simply means to change direction in life, to come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Not only did they have to repent and be sorry for their sins, but they had to believe in Jesus as their Savior. In fact, they had to believe so much so that publicly they would be baptized in water. You see, that was a sign that something had already happened in their life. It was identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. See, coming to Christ is not a secret deal. There's thousands of people, and you'll see in a moment, 3,000 of them are going to get baptized publicly. It's not a private thing. When we come to Christ... We get this boldness. It means simply to stand. So what happens in verse 41? Those who accepted and believed his message, they were baptized. About 3,000 were added to the number that day. The Jews had their questions answered. The Holy Spirit had convicted their hearts to, through Peter's preaching. And 3,000 people responded by repenting, believing, and being baptized in water. And they joined the family of God. Now that is power in action. Could that happen here in Brevard County? Really? Even down in Sebastian? How's it going to happen? It's going to happen with us being bold enough when God opens a door. Notice, Peter didn't open this door. God did. And Peter walked right through in the power of the Spirit. And lives were changed. Now, you picture 3,000 people being baptized in one day. How many want to be at that baptism? Whoa! Where'd they find all the water? They found it. Jews were into baptism a lot. Mikvahs and all that kind of thing. So it was no problem at all. 
But what I love about this is before they were in the upper room, Jesus said, you have to wait. And then good things are going to happen. And Jesus said, everything will start in one city. What city was that they're going to start in? Jesus says, and you will be my witnesses first where? In Jerusalem. Where did the 3,000 people get saved? Hello? In Jerusalem. They're in the upper room in Jerusalem. Was that a fulfillment? Absolutely. You see, forget Jerusalem. Put Brevard County right there. Hallelujah. It has to start right here. Some of you want to be a missionary and go overseas. That's a great thing. It could be that you need to walk across the street. It should start here. Always here. This is where we live. Wednesday night, we we had an opportunity to pray for little Carly. She's 23. She headed off Friday to China for one year to be a missionary. That's beautiful. But she was a missionary here before she went to China. See, this is where I minister. Oh, I'll go to India and China and Hong Kong and Singapore and all those other places. That's fine. That's where God calls me to do a few things and things like that. But this is where I'm at. It always starts at home. How is this going to happen to us? It's going to happen the same way it did to the disciples. When we have the power to serve, it's going to work. Well, look back in verse 38. You're right there. After they repented and did all this, what was the promise? And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. These people are saved. They have the Holy Spirit where? In them. Why would these new Christians need the Holy Spirit on them? Because who are they still filled with? Them. And they can't be. It isn't only the 120 that need to be filled. Every Christian needs to be filled. That's the way we take our world for Jesus Christ. And so they had to understand that they could receive this gift. Jesus made this statement. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask Him? Here we are 2,000 years since Pentecost. The world is more populated than they could ever imagine. Seven billion people who need to be saved, healed, delivered, loved, cared for, taught, discipled. How are we going to do it? Well, every Christ follower who has the Holy Spirit in them needs to have the Holy Spirit overflowing them. Dio Moody simply said this, I firmly believe... We need new ministers in the pulpits and new people in the pews. I have to be a different guy. I have to not be filled with Mark Balmer. I need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you in those chairs need to be different people. That's how we'll change. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark shared how the Holy Spirit works in his life. You heard how God gives him insight and helps him make connections between what's going on in his life and the teachings he's preparing. He taught that this same kind of thing happened to the apostles and can happen in your life too if you're willing to be used in this way. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. 
feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This ends Pastor Mark's teaching under his influence, emptied and filled. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin his teaching under his influence, the overflowing lifestyle. You'll find out that God didn't intend for you to just be filled up with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was intended to overflow out of your life to the point where others were influenced by Him as well. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.